Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the G&T Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Oh, and Dr. Tom's <laughs> a psychiatrist. Hmm? And we're here to give you our professional... Professional? Professional review on... RuPaul's Drag Race UK, UK versus the world. So, let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. Let's start spilling... The G&T. Podcast. Clank. <laughs> well, here we are. We've After, not been away. Here we are, yes. Have you missed us? Yeah. Have you missed the spamming of podcasts just bombarding your ears lately? Four, pod- four podcasts in the last five days. How blessed you all are. Blessed, blessed be, blessed be. Now, um, here we are again, of course, but this time we're going to get straight into Derogates UK versus the world. We are. Now, before we get into it, we have already dropped a Meet the Queens with um, special judge, guest judge. I was say special guest judge. Well, special Extra guest special judge. guest judge, Joseph Harwood. We had so much fun. Um, for me, there's some. For me, for me, there's some of my favorite episodes we've ever done, um, and we had so much fun with with another guest. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Something to break okay. the tension, you yeah. know. <laughs> Not to read you, Paolo, but finally, I really enjoyed a podcast. Just finally, finally, finally had chemistry first, with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> for the first time in two and a half years, I really felt like it flowed, <laughs> like it just clicked. You know. Finally, it didn't it feel just, like a chore. Yeah, it was easy. It was effortless if things were just seamless didn't seamless seamless things seamless were just quite seamless uh but yes you're right we had a meet the queens bonus episode now we just we split it up into two mm-hmm. and if you haven't listened to it yet i'm gonna say they are great episodes so please check them out they are the uk versus the world bonus episodes with joe harwood and i think it's just be, great they should be seen as a companion to this episode because i don't think we're going to labor the point and go over what we think of what every queen's bring into the competition that sort of thing because we've said it all in our meet the queens we don't want to be repetitive yeah we're kind of going to get straight into it today aren't we absolutely yeah i mean we're going to look at the queens coming with the interest we'll make a few points but we have in in, in great detail mm-hmm. gone Meticulous. through each of these queens on uh, in two hours it's two podcasts an hour each oh, we've got more than an hour we each we have two hours of us discussing these queens right now we get to go into the episode now we're seeing them come through um, instead of walking in the workroom they're actually just walking onto the main stage which is new and different which is I mean you know one way to stand out is mm. I mean this really is now the Olympics of drags the Olympics in the sense that there is someone representing another country all Eurovision a lot of people have drawn parallels to as well well to the eurovision yeah um and so the girls walk in one by one yeah um, let's they, go into it let's get into it. yeah of course they kind of come in in little clusters don't they we have a uk girls then um bagger blue cheryl then in walks janey um from holland jimbo and lemon from canada pangina heels from thailand and then finally our two girls from the u.s mohart and jujubee yes um Right away, there's a really interesting sense with the dynamics, isn't there? Because everybody's having like this really fun, light-hearted kiki, and they do make a little bit of point of illustrating how like the sense of tension and competition really ramps up when Mo and Juju B, particularly when Mo walks in. Actually, Mo has this real sense that she's here to win, and she's got a killer instinct. 
And because she does. She does. She does. But I, I think it's interesting how, um, I mean, any girl going on drag races, she wants to win a prize. She wants to win. She's competitive. But the, the American girls, I don't know if it's because of the sense of pageantry in the US or like the really established drag race culture they've got in the USA, but they, they just bring in this like playing to win extra attitude. What do you think? Which is what I call people who are there to actually win. I know it's a reality TV show, but I'm here to win. Now, I do want to say that I don't think it's all on Mo. No. Because I want to say that the girls kind of came at her with a lot of the questions. Trying, They were trying to throw some shady reads to Mo. The thing about Mo is... Mo, it's so hard calling her Mo, because every time I say Mo, I think of The Simpsons. <laughs> we're kind of readjusting, aren't we? Yeah, so, so Mo. The thing about Mo was <laughs> there. Mo like from The Simpsons. Huh? Mo like from The Simpsons, the bartender. Yes, every time I say Mo, I think of The Simpsons. And I'm like, <laughs> so now every. Well, it doesn't help that Blue Hydrangea walked in like Marge Simpson on acid. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. already put my mind LSD, there. LSD, Marge Simpson. Exactly. Yeah. The thing is, they came for Mo, but mm. Mo was not having it. And, and like any good drag queen, if you can dish it, be able to take it. The thing is, she's not just she's not just giving you a rebound. That mm. Is giving you Serena Williams a oh, yeah, smackdown. Yeah. She, she sees that ball and she is giving you a bam. <laughs> bam. 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 That's I thought what she's doing. In particular, it seemed like Cheryl Hall tried to say something, which I think Cheryl kind of. We've always said, haven't we, that Cheryl's got this kind of like inherited American sensibility when it comes to drag and yeah. she's kind of like a product of drag race. And I think she was like, yes, I'm going to read a bitch when, when kind of Monique. Mo well, not just Mo. She also did it to Thailand. She did it to Pangina as well, and it was it was, it was it was it's Cheryl terrible, as well. So the the difference, the reason why they're saying mm. Monique Hearts came, the energy changed, is because Monique gave it right back when when Pangina didn't give it back, everything was okay. Mm. But the minute someone gives it right back to you after you give it, oh oh, they reacted to what I said. Oh my god, they're so serious. Oh, they've changed the whole atmosphere. You <laughs> if you can't <laughs> handle it, then don't give it, especially to certain queens like you wouldn't do that to Bianca Daria you wouldn't do that to now with they know don't do it to Mo my, my, my sense with Mo as well was kind of like I'm sorry who are you again <laughs> I really felt like because she said um, oh so do you think you're gonna win yes and she was like and then she came to um, she said to share what you coming in with your leotard mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then Janae Jacquet said something and Monique just looked at her and she said something really witty but the way she looked at Janae was who are you? Yeah. yeah. Like, sorry, where, how, what's your name again? Like, Monique, for me, has already won my heart. Do you think they were given a homework assignment before this? And they were like, you have to have watched, even if it's in your hotel rooms, when you're quarantining or whatever, you've got to have watched every international season Mm. up to a certain no, point no I don't think they cared enough about that if I was Pangina Heels and I walked in I would have just turned to the girls after walking in and, and being like welcome ladies to Drag Race of the World I'm your host <laughs> yeah. I would have pretended that I was <laughs> I would have just like played off it and the jokes I'm like yeah. do you know what I mean yeah uh, I'm but I'm still convinced a, a tenth queen is going to walk in I'm you still waiting I'm still waiting for MVP. Nine queens. It's a weird number. It's just, yeah. it's not right. I mean, let's just, what did you think about the quick, quick, less than 10 words mm -hmm. about each of the queens' looks? Um, I think most of them were fabulous. And most it? of them are, that's five, you've got five more. <laughs> I'll tell you who my fave was, Bagger's Lady Di look. I thought it was very on brand. I think like when we're chatting to, to Joe Harwood, 
Bagger doesn't aspire to be hugely polished. She is a perfect example of what she is, which is a talented comedy queen with a lot of personality. Absolutely. And her look reflected that. You think her look was trash? <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm saying there's a joke in there. Yeah. yeah. You know what would have been great and so controversial? Mm-hmm. And I don't think they would have been allowed to do it on the BBC if she did. Um, she came out in that costume. I know you're like, going to say yeah. I know you're going to say it. I, I don't think you should say it. I shouldn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> no? No. No, we'll we... go. Okay, what about a bit more subtle with like a, a broken seatbelt hanging over her shoulder and a bit of... Uh, well, no. No, if if I were going to do a Lady <laughs> Dialogue, I would do the interview with... Um... Was it Martin Bashir? Um, and I'd have running mascara, and I'd be looking out for under my fringe. I'd be saying things like, "It's very difficult to have a marriage when there's three people involved." <laughs> and that that would be my entrance line. Ah, uh, big just look was good. Um, I mean, all I could think of the whole time was where's the Vina? But then I'm guessing that they're saving it for season two. That's all I can. They must the only, be. That is the only reason that I can think of for them to have Cheryl there and not Davina. I mean. Sh- uh- I will say... Even Blue, like, for me, the first choice for the UK should have been Davina. Davina Campo. She should and have she been deserved, the first do, choice. Do you remember when we posted about our dream list of international all-stars, she liked, and it was almost pointed that she liked it. Do you mm. remember? Well, the thing is, the thing is about Davina is, regardless whether she's on Drag Race or not, she's booked and blast. She's appearing in Hedwig and the Angry Inch soon. She's... She does it all. She's fantastic. She's got a career. Yeah. But it would be nice to see her on our screens again. So that was your favourite look? Yeah. Well, I mean, there were a lot of other incredible glamorous looks, but that one really appealed to me because there was a joke. In- and it was it was very British drag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Who had the least... The, the least... It's quite easy. Impactful I think, I think Cheryl. Cheryl Hall. It, it, was, it, was it was pretty, but it was a dance costume. So uh, Mo was right to call her out. I do you think so? I mean, I guess Janie was in a, a leotard, but hers is at least PVC and quite elevated. And she did the fun monochromatic thing. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, you know, I loved how extra Monique's look was. Um, Lemon looked like a million dollars. Jimbo looked fantastic with her sort of Bozo the Clown meets meets kind of Queen of Hearts look. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was a lot of great looks in the stage. I mean, she's and Pangina was just like she? gave me like... Miss, Miss Thailand excellence. Um, I, I thought I, I think one of the best shadiest moments is Cheryl coming in and then automatically kind of transposing her in the editing to her older self, which really <laughs> shows that she's put on a bit. Oh, I thought you were going to say that her drag hadn't elevated. No, she's put on a bit. Well, God bless her. We all have. We all, girl. We all have. We all have. We all have. <laughs> we all have. And me, Tom and I are trying. We are. <laughs> we are trying. Up. There's a reason that uh, uh, Joe Harwood. There's a reason that you saw us from like our chest up and <laughs> the Zoom. It's because we were hiding our stomachs, girl. We, we were, were like, we are not going to be showing our stomachs here. We have put on. A li- we've had a little bit too much loving. We may have been on Zoom, but we were corseted. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. No, no. We looked like shit, but we had a corset on. <laughs> and Joe okay? looked so glamorous as I well. Know. I she felt so beautiful. <laughs> No, like I said, when I saw when I saw her come on the screen, I was like, "Oh, she knows it's it's only audio, right?" <laughs> like, that, I that's just her. Like She's that. a beautiful, high fashion creature. You ain't gotta get She's wearing, ready if you stay ready. She's wearing literal Maglair jewelry. God's sake, Tom. We need to up our game. We were there in track pants. This, this track pants and a corset. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, my 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 favorite look. Probably I. 
I don't know. Lemon. I like lemon's look, actually. I think what I thought lemon lemon's look it was, was not... It was a call back to her original entrance look because it was but another it was absolutely high elevated. glamour fur coat with a train. But the original one was a, a riff off the Guapé Rihanna look. Yep. And I felt like this was just like a different take on a similar theme. A reminder, representing the UK, we've got Begatos, Blue Hydrangea and Cheryl Hole. From Holland, we had Janae JK. Mm-hmm. Reminder to everyone who didn't know or who hasn't seen it or listened to us talking about it in our podcast because we did cover Holland. Janae JK is here to to win to slay. she is she is she is a lethal drag queen she had the color instinct she did it was just too bad the envy was there i think if janae jk was on season two it would have been hers hands down she really would have yeah i mean well actually keep minaj but then look how they treated keep minaj yeah um, no, I, I really do feel like Janae Jacquet was just unfortunate she was on the same season as Envy Peru because be- Janae Jacquet was great. Beautiful looks, fierce performer. Yep. Let's not forget she won the Maxima Rusa call. <clears throat> yeah. And the first look in that amazing Queen Bee look. Oh, I love that look. Holland season one has a special place in our heart because it was our first international season that we covered, yep. apart from UK. Um, Jimbo and Lemon are representing Canada, two very strong candidates, I must say. Yeah. For me, Jimbo really has what it takes. Oh. Just going on past performances, for me, Jimbo, this is Jimbo's to lose. Jimbo. I want to be very honest. This whole this whole season is Jimbo's to lose. Jimbo should have been the first winner of five challenges, but she won one. Uh, well, let's not get into it because we'll get heated. Yeah. Yeah, and then we got Pangina Heels from Thailand. Remember that Pangina Heels first time competing because she has been a judge on Drag Race Thailand. And then we got Monique Hart, who is now Mo Hart from USA and Juju B from the USA. I do want to say this about Juju B because we love her. But you know that? Have you seen the Truman Show? Yeah, where we see that We've kid, seen it together. Thank we, you. Yeah, where we where we see that kid. The reality TV show is watching this kid grow up mm-hmm. from a baby to yeah, a grandma. Yeah. Juju B is the Truman mm. of Drag Race. We <laughs> have seen her grow up on this yeah. television show. Mm-hmm. I'm I have girl. How many? 10 plus years I yeah. have seen her grow and flourish on the show she's from season 2 to drag you to all stars 1 to all stars mm-hmm. 5 to mm-hmm. queens of the universe mm-hmm. to drag race UK versus the world this is her life this on her, her life. on her tombstone it shall be engraved all of these or her accomplishments season 1 AS1 AS5 queens <laughs> of the universe drag you I don't even think this will be her last appearance no there's another um, she's so charismatic she deserves everything and I think Mo is such a fierce competitor as well because really Mo had one of the better track records on All Stars uh, 4 um, I think her track record is actually better than Monet's it is yeah I, um, I, will, I will say this I've said it before Monica should have gone much further. It's a bit of a slap in the face that she wasn't put in the top. She two. was done dirty on both of her seasons, mm. in my opinion. She really was. On, she was done dirty on, on both 10. of her seasons, season yeah. ten. And I mean, I can only think of that. Was it the first episode where she made the Queen of Hearts cards look, and she was safe? That was criminal. Come right, come off, criminal. Come off. I mean, no, not happening. So these, this is the cast of UK versus the World. Of course, again, go and watch our bonus. There's much more information, much more behind the scenes info, gossip, tea, all of that 
check it out. The bonus episode with Joe Howard. Now, the next day, we're getting into the Queens. Um, we're seeing the dynamics play out a, yep. a little bit more. Um, what are you seeing here? I think now we start to hear a bit more, and it comes out of Blue. Blue does say that as soon as the American girls came onto the runway mm-hmm. the energy just changed well, I, I and guess. again and I, and I have to say that i think they're questioning to monica and her the way that she hit it right back they just didn't take it in good cheer the, the blue was saying that as as they were getting out of drag out which was the same day um i guess like the other thing they're really this is a reality TV show. They're creating a storyline from the beginning. I think they're... Let's not forget this is a BBC production. It's going to favour the UK girls. And it's going to be kind of like, oh, you know, the UK scrappy underdog girls with talent but not that much polish against kind of like the big bad American girls with their pageantry and their killer instinct. And the thing is, I I, I worry a little bit about a couple Juju of... be Pageantry? Killer instinct? <laughs> well... When we, when we say color instinct and pageantry, we revert. You're referring to Mo. Mo. But <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess like the the two of them were kind of stand. They made a bit of a big deal by oh, you know, they kind of stand there and reading the girls. They're drag queens. They're gonna say bitchy, shady things about each other. They're gonna hang out with their friends and kiki and critique the other girls. Exactly. This is what they're gonna do. What are you gonna do? You and they're so entertaining. I'm here for it. That's what you do. You, familiarity is what you go to. Who do Absolutely. I know? I'm gonna. You well, just admit. Of course, you're gonna stick to the one person that you know especially in this kind of format yeah so this is what makes me worry a bit about i guess kind of like our two outlier girls if you want to call them that because we've found out it's going to be a talent show um this first episode and we found out there's going to be some sort of usual all-star as it is for all-stars now the girls are going to vote each other off in some way we've but rue says more about that later mm-hmm. now i worry a little bit about Janie and pangina coming in there without established alliances well maybe they'll create their own i hope they do i really do well yeah because they're the ones that are kind of together in the workroom and when also we saw yeah them. yeah and they do seem to be already bonding with i guess you know, while Pangina was sitting there, I like. I really did enjoy that tea time with Bagger, and she was teaching them British slang. I enjoyed that a lot. I didn't know some of those words. Which, slapper, what, slapper, yeah. I've never heard that. It's a, a, a well, a person. I'm not going to say woman. A person who is who is liberal with body and soul. A sl- slapper, yeah. No, I've never heard anyone say that while I've been here. <laughs> I want this you kind of shows. Up. This shows you what the kind of circle I run around. I'm very sophisticated. Sophisticated. Everyone, I'm very high class, yeah. high brow. That's yeah. me. You know, that's Paolo. <laughs> um, you know what? I want to say that Bega is obsessed with corners. She's got clown corner, you know, and her season she had confidence corner. <laughs> like <laughs> that girl was, she was that one that was sent to a corner every single time in class. So now, now she's made that corner her home, mm-hmm. and she has to name that home clown corner. It is the season. A corner doesn't it? A little cozy corner. What she really made me laugh when she was saying, "Yeah, I've got to teach them about British things like da 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 da," and Prince Andrew at Pizza Express. <laughs> I lolled. That was I mean, amazing. That's an ongoing. That's very current. It's very current. Current, isn't it's it? Really current. He doesn't sweat. So uh, he, doesn't sweat. he doesn't sweat. And going to Pizza Express is an incredibly memorable experience for him. So much so that he can remember the exact. Can, I just, healing, maybe, wasn't it? can healing. I just say that he, when you when you live when you live in a royalty and you're you're dining at places like these palaces and you're dining and all of those exclusive mm. in Chelsea and London. Mm. 
I've, can you imagine that going to Pizza Express is such an event? And, well, <laughs> could you? And, could you imagine? I went to this, guys, you won't believe. You won't believe where I went to. Everyone, <laughs> everyone gather around, gather around. I went to this. I think it was called Pizza Express. Thing is, to my eyes, Pizza Express is a bit posh. because like, It is. It's the pizza posh hurt, pizza place. Pizza Hut's the accessible one. Or just a takeaway, you know? That's it. I mean, Pizza Express is the you fancy know, pizza. Georgia That's where you take George Georgia's around the corner is the accessible one. <laughs> if you're trying to impress someone on a day, you take them to Pizza Express. Oh, absolutely. You okay. know. Some of them have like jazz nights mm-hmm. as well in London. And I used to go there just for that because I love live music. Oh, very surface. Tom, I'm very surface. One of my favorite... Um, comedies ever was um high spirits with shirley ghostman where um this guy played shirley ghostman who was like parodying spiritual mediums um and that sort of thing and funnily enough he, he did this whole bit where he he channeled lady die going to pizza express and stuffing her face with um a whole pizza to herself and a whole bottle of wine um or two it was so so funny Hmm. Mm. Worth should checking we, out, guys. High spirits. For I think Shirley we should uh, have a see and see with us and revels with our UK versus the world cast. Now we can get straight into the Royal Command, a performance Royal Command. talent show. If we can, there was nothing else to really talk about, is there? We need to crack on with this episode because there's so much to get through. Okay, cool. Yeah. So let's go. On. The first person to open up the talent show is Lemon. Now Lemon did a lip sync to her own song performance. Now. If you have seen or listened to our podcast, you know exactly <laughs> how I feel about drag queens performing a lip sync to their own music. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Why do you... I mean, if there's limitations with production, I wish they would let us know so that I can't, like, read queens mm-hmm. when it's like, well, I can't do it because they, they didn't have the mics or these they didn't have the sound equipment for me to do it live. I mean, I don't believe that that would ever be the case because... This is a production. We've seen queens do live performances before when it comes to vocals. Now, I do, I do know that you're a big fan of Lemon as a rapper. You've been doing her rap from Priyanka's song for yeah, about come three months now. You don't need to ask for it for me to get it. When you see my S in this charge credit, you daddy throw stacks in this center for get it. He's trying to find pussy bucks up and read it. Glass on the button. Sorry, it's 20. Dot me just dump. Always done. Ting 20. I just think that she could have done that. She could have just done that rap and everyone would have gone off because it's like iconic. Do you know? But I guess it's good that she's doing her own song rather than. I'm not going to say anything until I've seen all of the queens because I don't want to say. Don't lip sync, and then everyone else is lip sync. So then, I right now I'm just gonna go we, off from what I saw. We which kind was... of got into a little bit of a debate about this with the recent talent shows on season 14, and I think the examples we used were Cornbread and Angeria. Yep. And one thing that we did talk about at the time was like, do the dynamism of the dance moves uh, permit them to mime to lip sync? Uh, maybe in this case, I mean, she was really dynamic with the dance moves. She did a jump split off a big thing, a la she, Aja. She did a, yeah, she did an Aja. Well, she, she jumped did a off drop, there. Didn't she? Um, I, I think I would personally like a bit more out of her 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 rap, mm-hmm. but then maybe that's just her style. It's just that more of the talky talky kind of kind of way about rapping. She is a good dancer. Yes, yeah, she there is. There are times yeah. where I was like, I wish that she had more face. Mm, at times I felt like I mean this is a nerve-wracking performance for her she's on an international stage there's a lot riding on this I did like maybe get a little bit of a sense of like you say maybe the nerve showing in her face Mm. and a lack of expressiveness but I think if it could have been a bit more performance 
a bit yeah. more like a bit more stage presence and performance. I I just it wasn't bam. It was just like this is cute. Yeah, I'm, I'm vibing along with yeah. it. I must say that it's bad. I was good. It was good. Her movements yeah, yeah, are great. Yeah. She can dance. She can move. I just didn't get that. Bam. Overall, I had a lot of fun watching her. Um, I, her outfit was interesting. It was almost like a caution tape dress, like Lady Gaga, wasn't it? But it wasn't quite caution tape. But it gave me that vibe. And like the pop of the pink hair. Um, overall, she did something that was really on brand. Um, yes, we can... We've we've made our little criticisms. It was now, easy viewing, was re- easy viewing, easy viewing, easy enjoyable. Viewing. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah, it was good, enjoyable, easy viewing. <laughs> I love Moha. Oh, we know Canada gets free healthcare <laughs> from that jump. I was like, that's the truth. Ain't yeah. that the truth? Okay. Monique Hart went, Mo Hart went next and she did a live singing <clears throat> to a soundtrack. I think it was live, but yeah. like So whenever someone does live, a lot of the times they do have vocals, but the vocals are on like 5%. So it's just yes. to help out the, the artist. With, they, with, the vocals usually are on there, but they're like, bring the vocals on the track down and you usually just sing, a, sing above it. With this, I thought it was like a deliberate artistic choice to make them sound like processed or like really heavily double tracked or yeah, something. Yeah, there was sometimes I didn't know what words, I didn't know, I couldn't, hear the diction or the enunciation mm. of certain words all i could hear was sound blended into sound I think, but to say that yeah i want to say that if you ever have oh, i want to say integrity but i'm not going to say that because it's really loaded <laughs> if you have respect for yourself and your art and it's your own music yeah do it live try your best <clears throat> just I'll, do it live like even Mon- yes even that. monique hart sorry even um uh even monet <laughs> Best book of a woman ever. People hating undercover. You wonder. <laughs> then the iconic move. The iconic dance moves. <laughs> my, my, uh, my sponges. Uh, <laughs> then my sponge. Even she went like, look, if it's your song, do yourself some damn justice and sing it. Yes, Cornbread. Yes, Angeria. Yes, who, whoever else. Who, who was we just saw Lemon. Just sing it. Do you know what? I'm going to say that I like this song a lot. For a Drag Race Girl song, it was something different. It wasn't the usual kind of... Um, pussy pussy uh, cunt cunt yeah, pussy pussy now pussy pussy cunt there was something Shablam. different about this I felt like she was drawing on like a bit of Prince energy it was like a Tina Turner well the, the I loved that wig on her there was the, the, the look and the movement was very Tina and she borrowed that uh, red PVC get up off Britney and uh, oops I did it again um, but overall um, I the, I I, I don't mean to really disparage Drag Race Girl songs, but I'm often not that interested in them. This I really liked. I thought it was a great song. And she performed it with a lot of charisma. And I really enjoyed what she did. Okay. I did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed the fact that she went live. It's always hard to sing live. And she really does have a good voice. She does. She really is. Her range is so... She has such a lovely range. Of course she does. When we hear her speak, it's already oh, soprano. She's already musical, she? Isn't speaks she? in mm. soprano. Um, she had the confidence to come here and do it live. She Her movement was just real. She was in the music. She performed. Mm. I really enjoyed Enjoy this. Yeah, there are some there is some <clears throat> sound there are some sound issues which I felt with the overlaying. There was some so some of the echoing. There's something that I, was a bit a little bit off, but 
but overall, someone singing live, I could hear her tone, I could hear her sound, and I enjoyed it. I know what you mean about like the processing. It was heavy, but I think it was an artistic choice. And um, yeah, I was just trying to think, did she do Brown Cow Stunning live? Yes, she did, no, she did Brown Cow mm-hmm. Stunning the same way she did it here. She had a, she had a trek and she sung mm. over it. Yeah, I prefer this song to Brown Cow Stunning. Ladies, are you brown cow stunning? <laughs> when you wake up in the morning, when you're nine, nine, nine <laughs> give it love to Mama Rule. Mm. Brown house. cow to the information. You're the nation. Brown cow stunning, running to every nation. Familiar with the work of Monique. Okay, thank you very much. Tell you who else the production reminded me a little bit of. It's a little bit Neptunes. Love it for Al. Should we scroll on? Yeah, let's do that. Next up, we had Janae J.K., who was doing a lip-sync striptease. Yeah, kind of reveal show. Yeah. yeah. It was it was very kind of like Clubland stripper energy, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, go, go, girl. Um, I want to say that if this was done in a club, yeah. every time there was a reveal, people would be throwing their money. People would be screaming, spilling their drinks. Yes! And she did so many great reveals. There were... Four reveals to my account in the sense there were five outfits. Yep. Yeah. Can I just say sometimes I, I wonder if we have the psychic gift because you read my mind. I was thinking the exact same thing that people would scream for this in the club. Exactly. But the, I think what we're not saying there is that it didn't necessarily 100% translate to the drag race stage. Well, the thing is, they didn't really, they kept the audio mm. of the music and they silenced the the live audio of the mics of the girls, meaning we didn't hear any of the responses. Because I'm even yeah. sure that during the striptease, during yeah. every every time they did a reveal, I'm so sure the queens would, would have, have said something. They would have had something. a bit of a kiki. They would have been like, yes, like, yes, it's in the edit, yes. But it? it was completely silent. So yeah. for me, it's quite ominous in the sense that as editing telling us that it, it, it isn't good so that they can justify giving a low placement for this. They love doing that. Let's try and dissociate ourselves from the... I mean, it reminds me a little of Keita Minaj... Not Keita Minaj, sorry, Keita Mean on Drag Race Down Under's um, talent performance. Mm-hmm. She did... It is a talent to have that many reveals and to do it performatively. It's a very drag talent. Yeah. Um, and to What's your talent? Stripping. Thank enough you. clothes. <laughs> my, my talent's so, undressing. That's nearly every guy on Grinder. That that's every person <laughs> on social media's talent is this. At least once a day I get undressed. It's really good. Um but um, no, she was um no, she did it performatively. She she moved in a slinky and sensual fashion. There's a lot to enjoy here. Um and you know, there was a lot of reveals and most of them looked good. The only one, unfortunately, was when the the first like sexy PVC outfit, the reveal into like the the rara skirt. Unfortunately, I could see the sleeves hanging down, and, and that which same just reveal, ruined the illusion a little bit. That same reveal, I could see that comic book pop art outfit underneath when yeah. she was twirling a sword underneath. And mm-hmm. I think the the strength of the reveals comes in the element of surprise. It does. It does. Um, I will say, I like. I was surprised that there were two more underneath the bodysuit, and that yeah. was great. Um, so yeah, a lot to like, but I, I feel like the judges are going to read her. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just feel like this should be more for a talent show on an international stage on mm. RuPaul's Drag Race. Now in season 
30, there just has to be more. Their talent has to be more. And I just, I feel like, I'm, I fear that this may fall short. And the, the thing is, the sad thing is that this doesn't really showcase the brilliance of Janae JK. We're just so we're right. just so sad. It'll be so sad if this is her her final episode and the world is left with this impression of Janae. Because this is not Janae. Janae is lethal. She's she a brilliant yeah. drag queen. I think you make a really good point. And I would like to say as well, kind of like it's not like she fell over and did anything bad. She didn't pull a pheromone. It was just like yeah. It just it was just like uh, mm, yay! It was just yay, but like it's, I said, it's yay, in the club. But not, yeah, yeah, yeah. So next, the bigger chips is up next. Now there was a very, very obvious audio mismatch, or there was something going on in the audio here where we could hear the background yeah the backing track and her singing over it. and it was actually quite off-putting for me because sometimes there was a tiny bit of echo delay yeah that i heard and so it makes me think that what happened with monique hart was the same thing it was there was something going on there so maybe something that happened in in post-production that just wasn't finely tuned out well you know finally done properly it's unfair to the girls that that they should be subjected to that so Bagger put in like a, a comedic it was all very on brand for Bagger. It was a comedic song and we did we did get to hear her vocals, which are very good. She's a really good singer. Yeah. This is again on brand, classic Bagger. It was kind of chaotic. It entertained me. It was strange. <laughs> it was a bit all over the place of places, but that's why we love her. Um obviously the whole concept was around the much better joke and she was a maid in that and her look was a glammed up maid wasn't it so it's mm-hmm. like yeah i'm a much better much better version of bagger um i was entertained i thought one thing i do want is for i'm kind of this can be it now i'm done with much better after this like bagger you're so much funnier and so much more than a catchphrase like this was funny. Let's let's leave it there now. Let's yeah. not absolutely murder it. The same way the brown cow stunning and the sponges. They could just be left behind like, as okay, well. Okay, cool. You you did it. This is why we remind you. This is why we remember you. Mm-hmm. And it's really cute that you did it there. But that's enough now. And I think that was when they kind of stopped the two, Monika and Sponge Queen Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm hoping that this is the end of Much Better. But um, I actually thought that this this production this show this um performance that bagger did was wasn't chaotic i thought that this was the most in control i've seen bagger in ever (laughs) when you think of the battered sausage and how like all over the place she usually is i thought that she was very in control of the stage and of her performance it wasn't for me it wasn't chaotic everything was it was it was good it was yeah like i said it was in control i just thought the way kind of at the end especially when the music left and she was still like um uh, RuPaul is much better. It it it, it kind of felt like, yeah, like a bit of a drunk girl at the end of the night. And like she's still going, but the track has ended, but she's still going. I, I liked it. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. And I I love Bagger. I like it. And you know what? It was live. It was live. It was live vocals. She it deserves was a lot of credit live. for that. Completely on brand, enjoyable. 
Um, just let's leave, let's leave let's ju- much better there. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think this was truly Bega. Oh, it was. People seeing Bega for the first time would watch it and be like, okay, I know who she is. Yeah. And they should because this really is who she is. Yeah. Just a, com- a comedy queen who can sing, who can entertain, and is just yeah. the, is the barrel of laughs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoyed watched. it. I don't know what I watched, but I enjoyed it. it uh, Jimbo? Uh, Jimbo, again, talk about an on-brand performance. This was kind of like some weird, like, black and white, silent cartoon, demonic character doing some sort of like mime slash clownery slash what performance art it was avant-garde it was libori it was <laughs> you got all of it from this this white peanut it was so weird <laughs> i loved and also what queen has ever had the gall to throw a piece of ham at rupaul i <laughs> no one and nobody ever will again do you know what i can tell you what sums this up if beggar chip says i thought i was mad if she says i thought i was mad then you know that jimbo was a special breed of clown of drag queen i do feel like the monochrome black and white thing was evocative even though it's a completely different look of her entrance her original entrance look again she looked like a kind of like mini mouse meets klaus nomi kind of character then didn't she no one does real stupid clownery like Jimbo. There's something about that Jimbo is just someone mm-hmm. who is, you know, there's people who can just laugh at themselves, people who don't really care, people who can let themselves go in the moment and feel and look stupid. Mm-hmm. I feel like Jimbo does that 100% better than anyone else. I, Definitely. I really, Jimbo gets so lost in the art. Well, that was her background before drag, wasn't it, in the circus? She's gets, a literal, she's Jimbo the drag clown. Well, there we are. This, this is, this was so, so good. Like, I, I didn't understand it. Probably my favorite thing I've seen so far. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it was so weird. Stop it. I don't know what to make of it. It I, was just What do you like... think the message was? Because she opened her little case and there was no talent in there, but then she kind of like did a poo and some ham came out. <laughs> she started throwing ass. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And she was gleefully sticking it to her head. And she was like, woo. It's like, I've got no talent, but I can... Well, I, think I can throw I, ham at myself. I think that's what it was. It was making fun of having no talent. Even I, think, bizarre... I think her talent was having no talent. And yeah. I think that's what people enjoyed was the, us laughing at that and making a fool out of herself. It was fun. It was, it was what? It was a question mark. It was a even, huge question mark for me. Even the bizarre padding with the tummy and the bottom and stuff was like, it was so kind of, it was like making fun of drag padding wasn't it? It was like, I put my pads in the wrong place. Look how strange I look. And again, that feels like a very Lee Bowery thing. He used to play with like proportions and pad oddly and stuff. I'm just saying, I'm just glad Jumbo's here. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> very glad. We're very glad Jumbo has arrived. Next up, we have Cheryl Hall. We have Cheryl Hall. Uh, doing a lip sync to her own song. <laughs> <laughs> Florals for spring. Groundbreaking. Breaking. No, Cheryl Hall, death job, <laughs> groundbreaking. Well, that's what we've kind well, of... Well, literally, you know, since the, since the weight gain, groundbreaking. Oh, ah, I'm not playing along with your there. body ah. shaming, you bitch. <laughs> I'm joking. Why can't I throw shade, Tom? She is throwing lots. Trust. <laughs> oh so God. much more shade this season. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> this, is the, this is love. This is love, okay? <laughs> 
you read when you love someone, and obviously yeah. I love some, I love me some Cheryl. There you go. There you go. Um, I'm gonna let you take lead on this because this is this is your domain. Yep. Oh, oh God, my gosh. sorry. God. That was Breaking she was things. she was echoing <laughs> the effects of the echo from the studio in London. Jokes. Um, okay, what do I think about this show? I think I, I do think that she is so confident on stage. You, you have to give that to Cheryl. Cheryl is confident on stage. She is a she is a confident in her in herself with her movement mm-hmm. and her performance. Um, I just like you could have could she have done this live with the dancing she did? I don't think the dancing was so extravagant. That it could have done. And also, it's not like she sang and had to hold a tune. Yeah, it was like talking. Hi, guys. Hi, yeah. I'm Cheryl Hole. Look, I'm walking over here. Remember, I'm from Essex. Oh, I didn't get a repeater badge. Now I'm walking to this side. Oh, you want to see a death job? Three, two, one, bam. That's that's what I saw. It's very like catchphrase based, wasn't it? And again, a lot of girls do this for the talent shows. Um, and yeah, well done her for capitalizing on. The phrases that have made her popular, Blue's little aside was quite funny. Have a little drink every time she says mediocre Essex or death drop. You'll be steaming. (laughs) Isn't that not the truth? Yeah. She Um, is. Cheryl is a good performer. She's a good mover. She's a good mover as Cheryl. She's a good mover. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's a confident mover. And I think that's it. Like, Like Lemon, it was just nice viewing. Do you, know, do you know what I but want? But she had a bit more charisma than Lemon. She had yeah, a bit more. You're yeah, you're right. Like she's, yeah, she's, she had more stage presence. Yeah, she, she had a bit yeah. more stage presence, yeah. a bit more charisma, and a bit more confidence. But then, like, Lemon's, even though she lip-synced, her rap was excellent. And she, I think Lemon's moves were a bit more dynamic at times. Yeah, I, I think she moves better, but I feel like the Cheryl performance... Cheryl brought, like, Cheryl, charm, yeah, didn't Cheryl she? Brought that. And that, that's what she is. She's incredibly charming. Um, I guess, do you know what I want for Cheryl and what I want for her from this season? Yep. I want her to move on from being kind of like, and I say this with love, like a bag, a home bargains version of House of Edwards. Yes. I do, I, I, she's, she's capable of being so much more than that. She's got her own charm. She doesn't have to model herself on somebody else. She needs to stop being little. <laughs> like, see what I did there? Scroll on, shall we? <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you see little? I'm I'm woke. I just won't. I won't engage. Let's move on. (laughs) And Juju B doing a live singing. She did of one of her songs. Sort of mid tempo ballad, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I do hope it was live because it was good. Um, Because the last time, yes. yes, Sorry. Yeah. And all stars. The Mm. last time when she did sing. An inverted commas live. It was actually it wasn't live. Even though she sung it live on the day, they used her actual track That's and right. overlaid it. And the and interesting thing there was there was like a consistency because they didn't do the same for Blair St. Clair. Mm. But at least they're being consistent with the production, let's say double tracking or echo or whatever you want to call it this time. Um although Juju B did get a better production of this one i'm hoping it's live now let's just assume it's live because we saw her with the microphone mm-hmm. i really enjoyed the slow the slow sound the slow rhythmic sound of juju b here mm-hmm. it, it was it was nice it was relaxing it was like jimbo said i would have my lighters up in the air and then i put that lighter right right at the bottom of that dress <laughs> and I mean, Jim, yeah, so glad Jimbo's here, right? I'm so glad she's here. I mean, great vocal performance from Juju. Uh, 
It was, yeah, it, it was lovely. I, I think that's about all I can say. Lovely. Really. It was lovely. I want, if, I had lovely. To be, if I had to be picky, if I had to be picky, this mm. is my Irish voice. If I had to be a bit picky, um, her bout at the end, I of uh, I think if she just opened up her 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 the back of her throat a bit more. Oh, um, <laughs> we've heard that before. It, it, it sounded a bit strained, and, and usually your voice will do that. Your vocal tracks will do that as a protective mechanism for your throat. It will close mm. up. Um, so when you sing, you have you train yourself. To, to not have it closed, especially when you're going for the higher notes. I just it sounded a little bit strained slash um, a bit of a struggle, but she hit the note, but it wasn't a nice hit. It okay. was a, ah, like a struggle yeah, to get there. I mean. And it wasn't a smooth, ah, it wasn't smooth. It was just like a, trying yeah. to trying to get there trying to sustain it and it was it probably was nerves and it probably was nerves because i yeah. bet you a lot of the times you know when you're singing in the in the shower and you're hitting all those notes and you're like oh my god i'm not even trying <laughs> i'm hitting all these notes and then you sing in front of your friends and all of a sudden the notes that's the hardest thing ever and you can't hit it I and it's the nerves all it's my the best nerves. work in yeah. the shower yeah. or the car yeah it's just a shame that I'm not recorded in the in the car because I I would have like an international best-selling um, album by yeah. now. Would would have much more listeners on this podcast Absolutely. if your voice was a bit more desirable to listen to. <laughs> um, but Juju B did a a lovely good job, and and Eureka, this is what you do with oh, a ballad. Yeah, Eureka, you girl. sing it live, Eureka. Girl. Thank you, girl. Yes. Pangina heals. Healed us all. Oh, wow. Like, first of all, she did a dance track to her own song. And you know what? I don't even care. And I'll tell you why. Because the performance was more than the music. There we go. The, and that's always going to be a subjective call, isn't yeah. it? And I think we just got a bit... Because I think we're going to have a lot more talent shows like this over the coming year. And we've, that, we've, got, a just, we've got a subjective tipping point where between like... The, the performance versus the live vocals kind of thing, haven't we? She was dynamic. She mm. was hip-hop. She was she did whacking. Has any other queen done whacking on the show before? Not that I'm aware of. I'm trying to think. I don't think... I think a lot of girls... A lot of girls do, like, Vogue hands, but mm-hmm. not whacking. No, they're very different. They're mm-hmm. different. Whacking is... Diff- but the thing whacking is from Japan... Um, I remember doing a working class in Tokyo. Oh wow! Back back when my arms could move like that, mm. she was whacking. She was hip hopping. She was splitting legs up in the air, doing a. She was doing like a six o'clock, yeah, on the floor, and she was just funny, and she was just she was amazing. She was so dynamic. It was like a firecracker presence, on stage. Yeah. The beginning was knock knock. Who's there? Pinjana, Pinjana. Who? Who exactly? Yeah. The whole making fun of her. She's coming out like it's that. Very self-effacing. I think this was a great performance. She's really fab. I'm really happy for her that she made this impact. Yeah, considering her reputation coming into the show. I think this is great. I, I, I finished it up going, yeah, yes, yes. What about you? What did you think? Just really, really enjoyable. I agree with you. Like she was really dynamic and charismatic. Um, so yeah, I didn't mind as much. There wasn't live vocals. Uh, the dance moves were amazing. The cartwheel, the split, um, everything was just fab. Yeah, because as a dance performance on its own, with just the dancing to any song, she would have been great. The movements, mm-hmm. the presence, the confidence. 
Um, it was just, it was so good for me. So I think that's probably my favorite so far. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went there. I, I went there. I guess I was just so tickled by Jimbo's that this is my favorite so far. There was, there was a question mark, but it was still good. Okay, moving on. Okay, now we're here with Blue Hair Hydrangea, wrapping it up. She's got this new puppeteer, <laughs> um, dance, cheerleading kind of thing going on. It was a fun gimmick. It was, yeah. You know what? First time ever done. It was very unique. Um, I mean, you we've know, seen, it's, a, it's a common staple of like variety shows and stuff, but it's the first time we've seen it done on Drag Race. I've never seen this. Haven't you? No. <laughs> okay. What is this? You, it's the kind you of thing that you'd see at like a working men's club or something or like real variety show or something. I mean, the girls aren't, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. Songs are entertaining us. Um, I will say, even this is Blue's song, it completely ripped off Gimme All Your Lovin' by Madonna. Like nearly every single bit of it. Down to the cheerleader motif, actually. Really? Nikki was a guest on it. Nikki and MIA were guest uh, vocalists on it. Okay. Yeah, completely. Me, Madonna, duh, duh, you wanna? Yeah, L, U, V, Madonna, I, O, U, you wanna? Okay. Um, You're the Madonna stan here, so you will know. The opening bars are incredibly similar. Maybe she was inspired. Well, we're all here to be inspired by Madonna. She's wonderful. I'll just be just for my own personal taste, like stuff like this. I I I didn't get it. It's like I mean, I I get it, but it's like it's not something that makes me laugh. And I know that a lot of people love it, and they're either living for it, and so I love that for her. But for me, this is not what tickles my fancy. I thought it was fun and silly. I appreciate the effort that she put in there. Like it, it could, you know. She she took what could have been, I mean, she, what she's saying to us here is like, I'm not the best dancer, I'm not the best singer, but I can I can do something fun and silly and a bit creative. And and for that, I respect. Yeah. For a look yeah. queen, for a look queen to go out there and be happy being silly and doing something like this, you got to give props to her. Yeah. And you know, I do want to say that what I'm loving about Blue is that Blue is reminding me that she was that sneaky little shady queen from season one. She really is. Let's remember? not forget that about Blue. Let's not forget that she is she is a shady little queen. And like I, I started to remember when she walked in and said, I was nervous but then i saw this when she was talking to beggar and mm-hmm. i was just like was that a read was she's, that a read <laughs> she's she looks like a sweet little choir boy exactly but she is not she's not let's not forget and actually but you she's know, nothing of the sort she's nothing of the sort nothing of the sort someone lied to her several times <laughs> okay um so and also like in the workroom before here like she had that conversation with mo Hart, and it was it was a bit like okay okay you know, you, you've brought that up now. It's a bit, bit of a kind of like power move to to walk into to the, who to to Mo Hart to walk in and say in front of the cameras, kind of like, oh, I had a really bad experience with you, Mo, uh, when you're a bit of a diva to me. Um, I thought that was a bit of a power power move. Is her way of kind of creating a certain narrative, creating a certain painting a certain picture of Mo. Mm. Um, unless yeah I, I just thought it was interesting I just thought it was interesting um, and it, set, it can potentially set up a narrative for us. you know the other way that could have been done was two or three episodes in Mo I love you so much it's so great like getting to know you better because I did actually have this weird experience with you a couple of years ago I don't know if you remember 
Oh, okay. instead of opening with um, "Hi, I just met you day one." <laughs> Hi, Hi. Um, do you remember when you were a bit mean to you me? Know and what? Asked you to hold your dress. This is the second time I met you. The first time I met you, <laughs> didn't really like you. No. <laughs> yeah, so, that's exactly uh, what she said. What do you have to say for yourself here? <laughs> um, in the privacy of our conversation in front of cameras. Yeah. In one of the most anticipated uh, drag race shows to be uh, debuted this year. I mean, I'm, I am so, so excited about this show in this format. I'm really, really looking forward to like, the rest of the season. But yeah, let's, um, like, Blue, little little instigator, little yeah. great TV. We yeah. love you for it, babes. The thing is, you can't hate her because she's, like, this sweet... She she just looks like a choir boy. She so absolutely like, does. So it's like, do you, do you hit him? <laughs> do you do you hit the choir boy or no. do you just be like be that was really upon. mean ha 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 what do i i can't do anything okay before we judge everything let's have a look at the runways oh. and then we will um give our final thoughts all right the runway the category is i'm a winner baby let's start off with lemon with lemon so coming out in well, I guess like a variation on the... It's kind of like an ivory. It's not like a classic yellow, but it looks super duper pretty. Um, it's like a very pageanty, floor-length silk gown. She looks very expensive. Can I just make a little observation? I remember in Lemon's first season, Drag Race Canada, um, she struggled a little bit with corsets. Her corsets... I don't know if it's just the corsets she bought or what. They never... They made her look boxier than she really was. Do you remember? I think I'm giving some vague memories of but this. Yes. She doesn't with this. She looks beautifully proportioned. So clearly, I guess a little bit of money gets better corsets. Um, but she looks gorgeous. She's very like she says um it's her beauty pageant character. Um do you remember the beauty pageant episode? And then she did a kind of like John Bonnet Ramsey yes, she character won. on the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like that character all grown up. And it is a little bit. It's a bit like a grown up John Bonnet Ramsey in, in like Vivian Westwood. She looks really pretty. She looks really polished. I like the hair. I like everything about this. I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. That's 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 my two cents. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I like it. <clears throat> you like it? Okay. On to Mohart. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Mohart comes out looking like the Queen of Emerald City. One thing I really like about Mohart is like people often tell the queens like, oh, you've got to be more sophisticated. You've got to edit. You've got to do the Coco Chanel thing and take off one thing before you come on the runway. Mo is not like that. Mo is a true drag queen who puts on more and more and more before she comes on the runway. And she's so gorgeous and extravagant. And she loves a Nevertiti style headdress, doesn't she? Like a Nevertiti crown. Um, she basically looks like Nevertiti walked into Emerald City and like, right, okay, I'm taking over. Okay, guys? Cool. I, um, the photo's not loading for me, Tom, so I can't really say. You can have to take my word for it. I'm going to, well, you know what, I'll just have to say yay or nay. <laughs> it'll eventually load, but who's next? <laughs> and next we've got Janie Jacquet. So Janie, um, I recall from um, Holland season one, she loves a kind of old school Hollywood kind of silhouette. And so she comes out looking like Rita Hayworth in like this slinky floor length lace number. Okay, pause. I love Mo's look. Okay. Oh wow, <laughs> Mo Hart's look is. If anybody's confused, fiction top to toe. I had a little look at the runway while Ballard a comfort break, and now he's catching up. Okay, guys, it's that's stunning. That's a disparity there. Um, but Mo looks fantastic, doesn't she? Absolutely. Drag opulence. She's such a queen. I mean, there's there's capes, there's ruffles, there's rosettes, there's trains, there's a Nevertiti crown. Um, there's just 
You've already talked about it, Tom. I'm just giving my two cents. You can go back to talking to... I'm just appreciating it. And okay, red, you... red hair with green always okay. a winner. Cool. Thank you, Tom. So on to Jenny Jacquet. Jenny looks gorgeous. Like she, she always, she's really good at conveying a sense of like old school Hollywood glamour, love the Rita Hayworth kind of vibe. She's in this floor length um, lace gown. It, it gives me kind of Zahir Murad uh, vibes, very kind of like opulent red carpet vibes. It's beaded, there's lace, it looks expensive. Um, she looks really, really great. Um, I really like what Janie's giving. What do you think? I like it. Mm-hmm. I do like it. I mean, Janae Jacquet is just a stunning queen, isn't she? She killed the runway on her season. She was neck and neck with Envy Peru most of the time. So it was. Like I said, if it were, if, if it was season two and Envy wasn't there, Janae Jacquet would have definitely shone. I will say it was so much more. Season one of Drag Race Holland was amazing with the runways between uh, Janie and Envy, Mama Queen. Even Cedar Jean. was fantastic. Um, Chelsea Boy with her concepts. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Next, we have Bagger Chips. Now, Bagger is giving me Alexander McQueen's Joan collection meets Monty Python. And again, she's just so on brand. She's in this like floor length fishtail lame hooded ensemble with like. Again, you can't criticize her for her makeup not being like the most polished thing she's ever seen because well, she's bag of chips. This is a Golden Globe or what is this? The an Oscar. She an says. Oscar. I think she had this dress and she made it fit and she said it's an Oscar. Good on her. I know, right? But that's what you get when you're a winner. Jimbo comes out looking absolutely fan bloody tastic. So she's giving me equal parts: Lee Bowery, Klaus Nomi, and Quelle Deville. And she says that she's evoking a chess piece. She's in this gorgeous full-length gown um, with the wizard sleeves. She's got her trademark bust out. Um, she's got a crown. I love the monochrome. It's so theatrical. And there, that's the word. The word is very theatrical. It's very theatre. It's very extravagant. It's it reminds very... me a bit. Um, Terry McGlare actually um, did the costume. Thomas, she's doing blackface. No, she's not. Ridiculous. How dare you? Don't tell me that, she's, okay? Is she doing blackface? It was a question. <laughs> no, she's not. No? No. Okay. Jerry McGlair did a um uh, did the costumes for a production of uh, Macbeth once, and they were obviously incredibly opulent and structural and regal, and it reminds me a bit of those. Okay, it took me about Cheryl. Cheryl looks pretty. Cheryl's giving me Jane Mansfield vibes with this, like, giant hair. Um, I'd say this is an upgrade. This is a step up for Cheryl. She looks prettier and more sophisticated than I've ever seen her before. Yeah, the makeup, everything really—the fit of the dress, the dr- like, uh, the dress is like a, it's a simple white dress in many ways, but there's nice embellishments. The stars, yeah, they're a bit much, but it's drag, so I'm not going to moan about that. There's the gold train. Um, it's, it's got like a bit of a deco element to it. I think she looks really pretty. You know, the hair's the hair's somewhere between Dolly Parton and James Ma- Jane Mansfield, not James. Mansfield. The the star the starfish on there remind me of that scene in The Little Mermaid at the end, when Ursula's transformed into a human bride, and they're on the ship, mm-hmm. and they're trying to stop the wedding. <laughs> yeah. You know that scene? They're trying to stop the wedding. Yeah. And um, all the animals are attacking her, <laughs> and um, they're trying to get the 
her necklace of it because yeah. it contains yeah, Ariel's yeah. voice. And there was um a moment where the starfish just like start plopping on her and they cover her mouth because she's <laughs> screaming. And that's the first thing that I thought of when I saw this outfit of the starfish on her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would I... guess that that's your favorite film of all time. It's one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> it's one of my favorites, The Little Mermaid. I think Cheryl looks pretty. I think she's done a good job on the runway. All right. Who's next? Up next, we have Jujubee. So Jujubee always looks pretty on the runway. I don't think I've ever seen Juju look a proper state. Um, but then sometimes I think like with Juju, you look so, so pretty, but I'm not getting like, I never get a concept. I never get like some fierce drag elevation, you know, but then that's not Juju. What Juju does is she looks really, really pretty. She looks really polished. Well, and- you know, when she walked in A-Stars 1... They're like, oh, I look like a secretary. You do, girl. That was her entrance look. Yeah. Well, you this know. is her entrance to the world uh, look. Do you know what? I'm going to take that back. Her finale look on All Stars 5 was absolutely phenomenal and so elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, this is super pretty. I love the aubergine color scheme. It's sequined. There's a high slit. There's a halter neck. The slit's giving me Versace vibes. She looks pretty. It's pretty. Yeah. it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, she looks gorgeous. She looks- especially, she looks... Beautiful. Beautiful. She looks beautiful. Beautiful. Um, she looks just not as elevated. Let's be real, as some of the other, some of these other queens. I mean, she can compete with Cheryl with that outfit, but mm. I mean, you you can't you can't put it next. Uh, to well, speaking of polish and elevation, next up we have Pangina heels okay. coming out, and and I'm not even going to try and draw references for this outfit because it's so of her culture, and she spells it out all the different references that she's got in there. She just looks so pretty and so elevated and so polished. She's got the headpiece and she's got, um, you know, the sash and it's floor length. And it's this beautiful, slightly off-white color. She looks angelic. Pangela looks gorgeous. This is just, I think for me, this is going to confirm the win for me for Pangina. I think it's between Pangina and Jimbo. Yeah, 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 and the um, but for me it's Pangina. Yeah, for me it's for Jimbo. me it's Pangina. For you, for me, for you, for me, and it's Pangina for let's me. Let's not count out our last queen on the runway. So next we have uh, Blue Hydrangea. Um, Blue is really coming with this kind of like global hyper color highlighter pens. Lisa Franks updo updo. Yeah. thing this season this is in the same family as her entrance look definitely you know yeah these girls are related um but she's given me kind of equal parts troll doll bride of frankenstein and the b52s and there's something quite 60s and modish about like the geometry of it all as well i'm enjoying i'm enjoying that like blue's imagination is kind of running wild with her yeah, with her looks, which is really, really fun. She's taking it. Eh? She's taking yeah. it further. She's she's seen the bar that she created for herself, and she's saying, "You know what? I'm more than that. I'm going to show them. I've got the budget now. I've got the yeah. money now. I want people to see it, what it looks like inside of my head, what yeah. my creativity looks like. And I, I want everyone to see it. And, and I think I she's doing that. it. It's so great. It's like she's saying, like, I don't owe it to anybody to look like in inverted commas like a pretty girl. I'm going to look like this gorgeous, high concept." creature you know yeah so i see really, it really cool. i see it i see it, it. Looks cool. so we've seen the little we've seen the talents and we have seen the runways mm-hmm. who is your winner so obviously we don't know exactly what the format is just yet but 
My personal winner is, is Jimbo. I just laughed the most and was most entertained by her performance. And I loved that runway. For me, it's Pangina. And she was also amazing. Pangina. Also at the top, we need... Also at the top, I would say... Uh, Mo. Mo was fantastic. Mo was actually really up there. Yeah. Mo was fantastic. Mo's performance was great. And that runway look was amazing. Uh, Bagger. Bagger did bagger. Yeah, but the runway wasn't um, anything to take home. Do you know what? We're going to keep saying that. And I don't want it to be like an excuse. What I want it to be is kind of like, that's what Bagger does. Is it going to be Alyssa season two All-Stars? Maybe. Jeremy Scott said she was fashion. So don't... I'm just going to go out there and just say that this is fashion, Michelle Vachage. Exactly. And Jeremy Scott said it. Like, creative director Moschino said that. Okay. Um, Who else? Who else is kind of up there? I think... It's gonna be it's gonna be a bit of a shuffle between the rest of them. I think we've identified our front runners for the episode. Yeah. Do you want to talk about who's in danger, girl? Who could be in danger? Uh, Janae Jacay. Unfortunately, even though she looks beautiful on this runway, yeah. And I appreciate what she was trying to do, but the edit has already told us that she's in the bottom. Let's face it. Janae Jacay and who else was underwhelming? I mean, Lemon was cool. Oh, they enjoy bagger. Cheryl, Cheryl, maybe a little bit underwhelming. She was charming. She was charming. You can't put Cheryl there and not Lemon. I'm sorry. Okay, well, they might be our little bottom three then. Okay, we'll go with them three. But I don't think, I mean, I know Cheryl was, we weren't the biggest fans of her, but you can't use that oh, to say that she shouldn't be she's in the sweet. bottom. She's sweet. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just see because the format might be different and then we, we might have to change everything. So let's, let's have a look. Okay, so the top two is Jimbo and Pangina. Congratulations. The bottom two up for elimination is Lemon and Janae Jacquet. We kind of called it. We kind of called we kinda it. We kind of called it, didn't we? Now, the lip sync is to Say You'll, say you'll Be There. And I just want to say this was so entertaining. I'm going to say as well, based on Pangina's outfit, I was 95% certain it's going to be a Stevie Nicks song. I would have agreed with the year. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Seven Wonders because it's like worldwide, you know? Do you know what I noticed? One thing I, when I talk about performances, what I noticed about Pangina is she's a very literal dancer. She she's a very literal. She's a, what I would call a Sunday school dancer. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. Sunday school when you're like, the Lord loves me and all the wonders I see. And everything I'll is tell like, you which one was my just favorite. acting out the song. Which one I used to do in Sunday school. Um, the song about Zacchaeus. Now, Zacchaeus was a very little man and very little man was he. The tax collector guy. Yes. And there was very literal dance moves with that as well. Well, I'm um, a very little man and a very little man. Pangina is a very, very literal dancer. And I was like, do you know what? She's very literal. And then did you see it as it went on and on? Yeah. You, like you glitch- pointed it out and it, every single move was little. But she's such a dynamo as well and such great stage presence and energy. Yeah. Poor Jimbo. Was she drunk? No, she, she was in towering heels and had a headpiece on, and <laughs> I felt like she was like you know. I felt like she was staggering around like a drunk girl, like a drunk girl in the but club. I was entertained. <laughs> uh, the contrast in performance styles and that amazing moment when Jimbo nearly fell over and Pangina held cool. her. That was so cute. That was, <laughs> oh my god, probably like wow, what a queen, such camaraderie, what a queen. And you then Jimbo fell flat on her face at one point anyway. She, she, you know, was like, girl, I can't save you. I'm trying <laughs> to perform myself. I'm trying to perform. Girl, I can't be I can't be your bodyguard. I can't be catching yeah. you. 
Uh, Pangina obviously won this because I don't think that Jimbo could dance in those heels, and it was it was just Pangina's. It was so Pangina's. This, this is going to be interesting because obviously we've just seen the little untouched segment, and going into it, my basic assumption would have been Jimbo will probably save her Canadian sister Lemon. Pangina, we saw in the workroom, has bonded with Janie as the two girls who are the only representatives of their own country, and they're clearly kikied and bonded. Now, I don't know if Pangina's going to go more with her friendship with Janie or if she's going to put on her her J- Drag Race Thailand judge hat. Yes. Because or, uh, she's on Drag Race Thailand, because I've watched season two, Pangina is a very fair but quite a tough critic. She lets you know when you've not done a good job. Um, so I'm really not sure which way she's going to go. Either way, I'll be sad to see Lemon or Janie go because they're both amazing queens. It's too soon. I'm hoping that no one goes home. It was neither I'm of their best. I'm secretly hoping no yeah. one's going to go home. It was neither of their best showings, oh. unfortunately. But it is unfortunate because today is like everyone gets to see kind of what I mean. There's no. It's not like you can't say we didn't see everything. They had an opportunity to show their best drag. Um, I'm a winner, so obviously you're going to wear one of your best drag. And they also got to see their performance, their mm. best performance. So they did lay it all on the table. So it is unfortunate that we had to say goodbye to someone, but it's not like we're just saying goodbye and only seeing like a fraction of what they have to give. We've seen a lot of who they are in this episode. Do you know, I just had a brainwave. In my mind now, this works out as a plot line, yeah, that Janie goes home. And Envy is sent as a new delegate of Holland. Tom, you have to give that up now. Like we're the, no, we're it's the happening. End. This is happening. We're, we're at the we're at the end of an episode. Like you need to stop holding up for hero, honey. It, in in the in the words of Juno Birch, this is happening. This is happening. Pangina's won, and the correct thing to do is to send Janae home. Unfortunately, unfortunately, Much as we love her. Yeah. Amazing talent of Queen, but it wasn't her best showing. It wasn't today, her best showing. Even though she had a better runway than Lemon, like for me, the emphasis goes mm. on the performance. And this is so unfortunate because Jenna's got more to give. Let's just have a see, see who they choose. I'm I'm sort of gagged that okay, Pangina has chosen Lemon to go home. She did and I am Lemon? kinda gagged because I don't think Lemon did the worst. But you know what? I've got to say, I've had I've had such fun with this episode. I'm so excited. You know, like when All Stars Two came out, yeah, and nobody, re- like everybody, hoped against hope that we'd one day get an All Stars Two, and then it came out, and then we finally, it's similar with like an international All Stars, we finally got it. I love this so much. I've had so much fun this episode. It's such a stellar cast. Didn't want any of them to go home first. No, I was hoping they'll do like a. Season 13, season 14, yeah. like when no one goes home in the first episode. And it's like, it's like, that's probably what it is. The boy, there's only nine queens. But um, Lemon's gone home and that's really sad. But I am happy that Janae gets yeah. to stay and show everyone a bit more. Because let's be honest, Holland's not got the reverence. Holland has yeah. not got the popularities for everyone. to. Like, everyone knows Lemon. Everyone loves Lemon. And like, I'm, yeah. I'm not to say that's an excuse, but people, I just want people to see a bit more of our international queens yeah. who haven't had the same commercial success or broadcasting around so, the world as all of the yeah. other queens. Like Canada and um, USA. USA. 
and UK, UK yeah. uh, they're fine. They're, um, not they're, being they're, funny, English speaking. Yeah. There is a bias. There's a yeah, huge bias. Absolutely. So I'm happy that Janae's here to slay. But and please show everyone oh, why you're here, Janae. Janie, she's be the amazing. queen. We know you are next week. Yeah. Please. Um, now, next week is a sewing challenge. So, so hopefully. Yes. My money is on Monique and Jimbo next week. Doesn't Janae? Janae, she Was there say? a sewing challenge in Holland season one? I don't remember. Can't bring it to mind now. No. Anyway, that's our no, episode one. It was fashion, but not sewing in episode one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's episode sorry. one. Sorry, no, that's episode one. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it because we are, and we will keep on doing it. We keep on doing it. So make sure to tune in every week mm-hmm. uh, where it's coming out immediately, where we're giving up our sleep time to make sure that you get to drive in rush hour traffic <laughs> or walk the kids to school with a bit of love from me and Dr. Tom. Not being funny, but I've never had so much enthusiasm on a Tuesday evening. Yeah, well, it's because you get to drink. I had, I've had one point five, two, one point five. You've a whole bottle. You've had no, a bottle. No, Tom, back it's it up. Less than half. Back it right up. Anyway, everyone, <laughs> thank you for joining. Make sure to join us every week. We've got season fourteen, and now, um, RuPaul Drag Race UK versus the world. You've got two episodes to look forward to from us every week. So make sure to join us. This is Paulo and Doctor Tom. We'll see you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. 